Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. I thought I would let you in on my Saturday morning. <laughs> I have a whole bunch of thoughts that are going through my mind. The last week has been a really weird one. I, I've had some things happening at work and felt pretty powerless and misunderstood with not even really a care or the ability to clear up the misunderstandings. Sometimes you have to just let people misunderstand you. <laughs> you just have to let them because for some reason or another, they are fixated on an idea and I I don't care to really waste my energy uh, changing their mind and, and I shouldn't be talking about it. But I can't remember what day it was, but I started to have a fairly significant flare-up of my sciatica. I, I, I actually got sciatica when I was pregnant with my first child. Um, but it really came to a head a few years ago when I was, I was, a vacuum, like, um, steam or like water cleaning. I don't know what the name of it is right now. <laughs> brain. <laughs> My brain doesn't always work. What is that? Like, like with the water that it was a vacuum machine and I was, I just had an incident, I guess I moved wrong, or the machine was too heavy, or I don't know what, but I had this episode that just kind of laid me flat on the floor. Uh, somehow I was able to hobble around to get that damn machine in my car and take it back, but I was damaged. <laughs> I was all messed up. And uh, the first thing I did was I went to my chiropractor, um, amazing woman and, uh, left worse. Uh, I was worse when I left her office that had never happened before. Um, it's a very strange pain sciatica. Uh, it, um, and it's, it's been a pain that has like actually had me crying at night. I know I sound so like melodramatic. It makes me cry. Yes, it does at times. Um uh because how bad it hurts. Um and keeps me up like I can't get comfortable. That's been happening like all week. Like at night I'm laying there and I'm trying to get comfortable and I so I I I finally I'll find like a little bit of a comfortable spot and then it will start to hurt again in that spot. And so, um, this week, so I wake up, you know, in, in the morning and I'm driving around and I've, I've noticed this shift. I've noticed this shift in my feelings of the, the new experience becoming a not new experience, becoming a, 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 you know, I've been here, it hasn't been that long, but it feels like I've been here 
a minimum of six months, but I haven't. Uh, I've been here about two and a half months, I think, is all that I've been here. There's been a, a whole ton of stuff that has been just smashed into a short amount of time. And and it's really weird to be post move, post job shift, and post speaking at the IONS conference. That experience in and of itself was very strange for me. It was something that I was really, I had been working toward for years. And then especially the last six months had been preparing for. I mean, I went into that very prepared. I I delivered my portion of the talk. It was it was perfect to my feeling about it. Like I it was good. Everything worked out. Um there was this really strange thing that was happening behind the scenes that so nobody else to that point, except for there was this other person in our group that had never been to the Zooms. We had these preparation Zooms and she had never been to any, but she did come and just delightful, darling person. Oh my God. Amazing. And, and she, um, so she was there and, um, she was going to give a presentation. So, so I, I, I had prepared a presentation. They had sent me like throughout the whole time of this, there was this opportunity to show slides, to have a presentation at my talk. And there, there appeared to be this kind of undercurrent of this, you really shouldn't do that because it's going to be a disaster kind of thing. And I, and I just, I had in the back of my mind that there was a possibility that I couldn't show my slides, but I knew that my talk would be a, whole, a hell of a lot more compelling if I did. And, and so the day of, I, cause I had prepared the weekend before I had prepared everything and I had sent them the PDF in the form. They asked me to send it. And when we were standing outside of the room, cause you couldn't talk to anyone beforehand, everything was, I mean, it was prepared, but there was, there were a few people who were stretched between many, uh, presentations and so it 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 seemed that they needed more people to help with this kind of thing but regardless so we're standing there and the and the person who the IT person is really asking me to not show my slides uh, it seems certain that they had not received my presentation um slideshow of five nearly five slides uh and 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 I said to him, I said, well, I said, I understand that I maybe that this could happen and I am prepared without the slides, but they would it would mean a lot to me if we could show them. And he said and then he he said something. He named a couple of people who he said didn't show slides. And I think this was an attempt to dissuade me from showing my slides. And I and then I reiterated 
I, it would just really mean a lot to me. If there's any way that we could have this happen, it would mean so much to me. And so he very, very quickly got this thing all worked out. And, and it was really strange how perfectly that it worked out. I mean, I, I just, I could not have asked for a, I mean, it worked out perfectly. The slide presentation, strangely, I knew exactly when to, um, to press the, the slides forward in my presentation. It, it was just, a, it coincided like perfectly. And, and which I feel like was divinely inspired, but it was also, I had done this visualization for months about it. Uh, and so I came into this thing really prepared. And then I, I really had this crash that this feeling that it just wasn't well received, that, that my, my presentation, my story is, is really different than other stories and is really kind of bizarre compared to other stories and I and I just had this overwhelming feeling that I I had exposed too much of myself and I had realized when I was there that there was this element to my story of it being sacred and of me not feeling necessarily like I always wanted to share it because People had, you know, when I did with certain people, they just cannot accept it as any semblance of truth. They believe that it was a psychotic episode of, of some sort. And I know that that is not true because of it was my experience. And I, ha- I actually have loads and loads of actual evidence. It was so strange that I was, and being of the mind that I am, that I was taking pictures all the time. I was always taking these pictures, snapshots, like these uh, screenshots of things. And and so I have like mounds and mounds of evidence um, about what I'm talking about. And so, but the next day, People, several people walked up to me and thanked me about my story. And I had the opportunity to share my story a couple of other times in these sharing groups. And um, it seemed to be better received in those sharing groups than, uh, than it was in my actual presentation. Although I don't know. I don't, I don't know. And will this lead to something else? You know, and that's like incredibly anticlimactic for me. Um, you know, I had, I had met a publisher there. He said he was a retired publisher. We were standing in line for something and, um, and it was really kind of weird how I met him, which is, it's always weird, right? It's always like this weird thing that you're not expecting. I'd walked over to ask a question and there he was standing there and he had, he said, yeah, this is my book. He said, I only brought two because they really don't sell, which is true. A lot of times people put a whole hell of a lot of effort into these events to no avail or very little avail. 
not even enough to pay for them to come to the event. I didn't put my my books into this at all because I just couldn't pull myself together. I and a, there were a couple of reasons for why, but I just decided to not have that as my focus. Um, but anyway, so as I'm standing here talking to the retired publisher, he asked me if I had written any book, and we could see because they made you wear these tags on your name tag. So I had like these tags, so he could tell that I I was presenting and he said have you written anything and I said yes and he asked me some questions about it and I said well my work is more meat and no no potatoes and he started to laugh (laughs) and I said I'm working on something right now that's a lot more of a meander it's not a dash to the finish line like I feel like my other books have been I mean like truly I'm willing to admit that Although I have to tell you, from my standpoint, I feel like sometimes writers meander too much. And I think part of the reason for why is because there is this demand that they do so by a publisher or by people who are buying this book. They want it like to be stuffed full. They want to get their money's worth their money's worth in this book, but they're missing the point. They're missing the point of the book, like just having the book in your hand. The intentionality, the the work of somebody else just carrying the book in their hand is the point. I'm just saying. But we all get all tripped up on, on on the length and how big books are. And I just sometimes when I read books, I lose interest about halfway through because it's it's too many potatoes, too many fillers, too many rambling on about the same point. And I just I I don't know, I just I I like books that are a little bit more succinct. My books are too succinct, and I'm willing to admit that. But what was funny was when I said that, and I said, "Well, I bet your book is is meat and potatoes," and he and he said, "No, my book is mostly meat and no potatoes." And we laughed. And I wondered about that, you know, if I would ever hear from him. Um, but because supposedly, theoretically, when we become the the vibrational match to something, it comes to us. And so I've been trying to change my mantra from, from that publishers are predatory, which I believe them to be, to the perfect publisher is coming my way. And and so, but I also have it in my mind that maybe I would become the publisher. Maybe I would have a company that publishes in a way that is not predatory. This is something I have in the back of my head. <clears throat> so anyway... <laughs> So anyway, I you know, I I have been talking in my work for for years about about wanting to move, really wanting to get out of of where I was 
and move to a different place. And, and, and I just got to talk about what is happening. What is happening is I'm still having flashbacks. I'm still having flashbacks about experiences that I had in the old place, even here, even though I feel very certain I'm not going to run into anyone here. I'm still having these flashbacks. I'm, I'm, the newness of this experience is starting to kind of wear off. I mean, how many times have I been to the farmer's market? Even though I enjoy it. Um, and, <laughs> and, you know, and then I'm also, and so, so let's just, if I were to just look at this, it, it appears that I have absolutely everything I could desire. You know, this, this work by Billy Ilyish, um, you know, everything I wanted. I mean, it looks, it looks from the outside like I have everything that I wanted. I mean, mostly everything that I wanted. And upon having, upon having supposedly everything I wanted, there, there is the strangest thing that happens where, where there is this rush of like joy and exuberance. There was this rush of joy and exuberance when I when I got the opportunity to speak at that conference. The the actual experience itself was a little bit murky, but even on the airplane home, I was writing down ideas for next year. So I'll put in another RFP and we'll put in RFPs for other places. <clears throat> but this is another layer to this is that I have an innermost fear of this that that the experience itself will be fleeting I mean it's very strange it's like let me give some comparison like getting married as a female, when I was young, and you know, since since I hit a certain age, I was supposed to get married in this order: get married, have sex, and get pregnant, and be a wife <clears throat> and a mother. That was my role in life. Okay, so I so I get married, and I'm preparing for this wedding for say a year. I'm com- you know, getting all the details and everything. And I remember very distinctly crashing horribly from that experience. I crashed horribly on, on, on multiple um, that I... I thought that I really wanted this thing. And then when I got into this thing, it really (laughs) was, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It wasn't, it wasn't just all that. It wasn't. I had been, I'd been focused more on more on getting married because that's what I was supposed to do 
then on the way I actually felt with this person that I was then, for lack of a better term, stuck with for the rest of my life, supposedly. <clears throat> so it's the scene has been set. It's like all these different things in our lives, like graduating from high school. It's like you go four years, you know, graduating from college, getting my graduate degree, all these all these events in my life that 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 appeared or were told to me were going to be somehow transformative. And like it's like you know, there's this this phrase, and I can't remember. I think it's Mary Inglebright. Wherever you are, you are. And so ultimately, it's about just me. It's about just me and finding joy in my life. And doing things that will bring me joy in my life. Simply, simply that. Just focusing on things that bring me joy, like putting cream, milky, creamy stuff in my coffee instead of this nut oat conglomeration that when I drink it, it's like almost intolerable to me because I think that the milk is unhealthy for me, but I like it more. So what do I do? I think I need to choose the milk. I mean, choosing the milk, like the land of milk and honey. I mean, it's it's like a term, you know. <laughs> Are there things in our life that ever, I mean, I feel like in a lot of ways my children the birth of my children and raising them was did meet that expectation for me but i will say it was really hard it was not easy and i like to think that had i been with with men who were willing to make adjustments that my life would have been different, but I, I chose men that weren't willing to make adjustments. So those were my choices. And, and now I'm, you know, it is what it is. So I think the short of it is, even though it sounds simple and it sounds in some ways sounds really easy, it is, it is, in a lot of ways, massively challenging to be focused on the now and finding joy only in the moment. It's like the kingdom is within you and I 
it's like for years I was like, what does that even mean? And I, and I think I understand what it means, but it's also a process because I'm not always there. I'm not always in the kingdom within myself. I'm not. I'm there and I'm not there. I'm, I'm, I'm kingdom fluid. <laughs> I'm being silly. <laughs> so I, I was telling my friend yesterday that that about this, this process that I have put on display here for, for many years. I put this on display like in my YouTubes and on my podcasting and everything, this, this display of using my life as the experiment. Okay. And a lot of this has been the, the creation of reality, because I do think that we create our reality. I believe that. Although I will tell you, I get a little bit wonky and I'm going off and I hope I'll remember to go back. I get a little bit wonky, you know, like I, I have these clients who, who tell me, you know, God is going to kill me. This is the day that God is going to kill me. And they really believe it. These are delusions that they really believe and they have this massive phobia and yet they don't die. So Do we create absolutely everything that we think about? And so this would, this would, for me, buy into kind of what I'm talking about because this process has been very strange for me. Because the thing, some things that I have thought about have not come to fruition. They have not come to fruition. They haven't. The people who theorize about this, it's all over social media. We all know it. We see it. It's, it's in our face. That if you think about something and get to, quote, unquote, that vibration, it must come into your physicality. It has no choice but to come into your physicality. Then why... When this person believes that God is going to kill them, do they not die? I'm saying this to the negative because a lot of times it doesn't in the positive. If I sit there and I, and I really believe that there's a sandwich in front of me, if I believe it, I sit there and I just believe it, and there, there's no sandwich in front of me, it, like there, there are things about this. And then the theorist would say, well, you didn't wish it enough. You didn't believe the wish fulfilled. You didn't have enough gratitude. It always turns back onto, onto us as a person who has failed in their visualization to, to one point or another in this manifestation, quote, manifestation process. <laughs> It's got to come back to us, right? Because it's a, it's a law. It's a universal law, similar to the law of gravity. 
Okay, so if you have infinite, okay, I just say, and I'm, I'm not sure if this is true, but I'm, I'm going to make the assumption that there are infinite amounts of waves. That the amounts of wavelengths, amounts of things we can tune into are infinite. How, how exactly do we tune ourselves exactly to that thing that we desire? And so, and so, and I'm sitting here, and then the desire itself, the desire itself is just kind of a weird thing. You know, it's like theorists want to say that enlightenment is the ending of desire. Stop desiring. And I almost feel like stopping desiring is stopping living, even though some people may argue this to me forever but desire is a really weird thing we're doing it whether we we think we're doing it or not even the buddha had to had to make a decision a choice whether to stand up or sit down and a choice is kind of a desire And so we're not supposed to desire. There's something wrong with us desiring. And then what I have found also is that when the desire comes into my physicality, a large percentage of the time, it doesn't, it just doesn't, for lack of term, do it for me. (laughs) It doesn't. The experience itself is is like it it wasn't anything that I was experiencing. It wasn't anything to really get all excited about. Just it's just a letdown. It's like, oh, okay, that was interest an interesting experience. So I'm sitting here on on a Saturday morning contemplating my day and saying, it sort of feels like, what is the point? What is the point of effort? What is the point of all of this that I do? What is the point of any of it? I know this is very bahumbug. It's just, it's just, I'm just wondering. <laughs> I really am. And I can say that I have had moments in my life that completely met my expectations. Like the other day, my daughter had come to visit me and we took this ride. And it was perfect. We were listening to Taylor Swift, which we both like. She likes her infinitely more than I do, although I really like Taylor Swift a lot, but she loves her. And we're listening to Taylor Swift, and we're we're talking, and we're finding a place to park, and then we sat, and we had snacks, and we took pictures, and it was perfect. There have been moments in my life that were perfect, that I did a lot of preparation for, 
you know, meals that I've made, um, cakes that I've baked, sitting with my kids in joy. I really believe that life is a gift. And I am doing absolutely everything within my own power to make a wonderful life for myself. I am day in and day out every day. This is my intention is to have a wonderful life and not take for granted the opportunity to be here on this planet. And part of that for me has been and is creating this reality. And I have found this process, the word arduous comes into my mind. And there are times where I just feel kind of like I did this morning, like, what the hell is the point? And I don't want to end this podcast on that note. (laughs) I'm going to name it, what the hell is the point? (laughs) The point is, is when we're in this in this mood or in this this moment of wondering what the point is the point is to do something that brings us joy like the simple thing this morning of just putting the cream in my coffee I'm going to end this podcast I appreciate you listening I hope you have a good weekend if it's if you're listening to this on a Saturday Whatever day you're listening to this, I hope you have a fantastic day. I'll be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.